from a sketchy father? Or would you prefer him to get a woman who had no children, was younger, and easier to get on his program? Depending on his age. See what I mean? See what I mean? This goes so deep for black women. They will even, that oh, should have been an easy question. No, I would sorry. not want my son to bring, I want the best for my son. That should have been the appropriate answer. That's why I sat up. That is bullshit. You should want the best for your son. Of course. But this I is, know. but, and are you thinking, <clears throat> If he brought then, home then, a woman, yes, I feel like I'm the exception to the rule. That's the problem. You all think you're the exception to the rule, but but your life is proven to you that you're not. My love life is not that good. I agree uh, with you. That's I'm my about. point. And ma'am, and that's my point. You ladies all feel like, listen, you ladies all feel like you're the exception to the rule. And then when someone like myself comes along and gives you a, a dose of reality instead of just accepting it it's that yeah but yeah but I'm special you don't know any men on this level that are not your father that aren't related to you that means you don't know these you don't know where to go get them you don't know what they want but you're still saying pick me they don't want mid 30 year old baby mamas nah, they don't. I'm trying to be polite man but they don't want those can I ask a question did you hear what I said? Yeah. <laughs> Why is that so? Why is it so Wait. Um. My from my point of view, I feel like I, I get what you're saying. They, they they do have better options, but also those better options are younger girls. Those younger girls don't necessarily are necessarily twenty year olds are not necessarily attracted to forty five year olds. Bullshit. Um, bullshit. Yeah, that's bullshit. I'm fifty one and I and I can't beat them off with a stick. <laughs> that's another one on you lies. No, younger women are always younger women are attracted to older men. What are you talking about? So can you see me? Yes, I can. Okay. So do you feel like a woman like me? Mm. Uh-huh. What would you rank yourself on a scale from one to ten? <laughs> you cannot use seven. Would I rate myself? Mm, just your face. Um, my face when I wake up five, but when I put myself together six. She said when she okay. wake up five. And how tall are you? You got low self esteem. Five five. Dress size. I'm sorry. Your dress size. A three. Okay, so that makes you. If you give yourself a five, that's average. Yes. So. Average-looking women tend not to get high-earning men. Mm. They tend to get average men. So, um, did you? Did you? I mean, stop right there. Stop right there. Stop right there. Breathe and digest. Damn. Mm. You're 35 years old, and you can look around and see the world. You don't tend to see. Higher earning men with average looking women off rip. If you do see them, they got them, they got their average looking woman when they were both really young and he built his way up. But a man earning the kind of money you're talking about does not go for an average looking woman. I mean, my body is not average, so. But your, ma'am, you please don't make me say it. <laughs> 
I really just wanted some advice. I love you. Yeah, I'm giving you. I'm giving you advice, but you're not taking it. <laughs> the advice is, man, man, you're average looking at best. Mm. I'm taking it in, but okay, but you're not accepting the fact that okay, average looking women, <laughs> average looking woman who's older. Yeah. Average looking older woman with a 13 year old son. Mm. Average looking woman with a 13 year old son with a sketchy baby daddy. Mm. This gets worse every time I say something. And now you're asking for a man who's in the top 10% of men. Yeah, you're bugging. You don't qualify for one. Oh. Oh, she and don't. you're making, I mean, I, I don't. I'm doing the lecture tour to reach a lot of our people who uh, perhaps got the wrong understanding from television. Television shows are designed in a certain way by the producers of those shows to exploit whatever the uh, idea is that's being presented so as to get high ratings. And so they have kind of had me back against the wall and so I'm doing the lecture tour so that I could go around and perhaps give our people a little relief because so many things have been taken out of context and it has created a lot of confusion. My position is that the black woman's disrespect and rebellion against the leadership and the authority of the black man is a direct cause of the breakdown in our black family structure. Now, of course, there are many black people who consider those fighting words because as black women, we have never been subject to the kind of examination uh, that our men have been subject to since we have been here. We have been somewhat protected and shielded from any kind of critiquing about our personal behavior, whereas our men have always been up for examination. Um, the book is not an attack on black women. I have never said that all black women do everything that I list in my book. Uh, none of us have lived long enough to do everything that I list in the book, but uh, most of us do some of the things that I have listed in my book. And I do say that it is not because of generalizations that we are all victimized by some of the negative patterns of behavior in the book, but the book just represents our collective contribution. This is some of everything that we have done, or that we do daily, that contributes to the breakup of our relationship, the destruction of our man, and the failure of our children to be able to function. They did not tell us that all of that, uh, being my own person and I'm independent, would lead to separation, loneliness, celibacy, and lesbianism. They didn't tell us that if you give up the man, you're going to take one of these things and it's worse and it will destroy your nation. They didn't give us that information. They made us think that it was some kind of glorified position to brag about the fact that I got my own job, my own credit card, my own car, so I don't need no man. I don't even know how we got that mixed up. Ain't none of that got nothing to do with having being with no man. You know, you know we, we have some serious relationship problems that nobody has been able to address us on because everybody wants to pretend that this is not going on. You know, over 60% of our women are single, widowed, separated, or divorced. They don't have a man. I just came out of Florida and they got a housing complex that the Urban League built, which is a black organization that is for women and children only. They, don't, they say they don't allow any men in there. I didn't have time to deal with it, but I talked about them real bad. That's the silliest program I've ever heard of. You know the women that had men if they got a bunch of children. They need fathers. They need protection. 
We hear about the drug problem that we have in our projects across the country. It's one of the major places that we have a drug problem. You know, we talk about the great strength that we have as black women. Well, the uh, welfare department don't rent government apartments to single black men. Those apartments belong to black women who are allowing this to go on in their home. We have not looked at what part of the responsibility do we share. Yes, black men sell a lot of drugs, and a lot of us black women get the money from them drugs and buy some of these fancy clothes we wear, drive around in some of these fancy cars. He is not doing these things alone and without support from us, whether they are good or bad. See, we have a lot of power. We are very strong women. I'm saying that we're using our strength in the wrong direction. We're using it to tear our man down, tear our nation down, instead of building it up. Having an education and a job is not, does not necessarily mean you have a successful life. I keep telling black women that to uh, raise a child, they say, well, I uh, provided with food, clothing, and shelter. That's not raising a child, that's maintaining one. To raise a child, you need a parental coalition of a man and a woman. We have sons who, are, by not having a father in the home, they don't know how to respect women. They take on the uh, black feminine, female emotionism, emotionalism. They become bitchy. They're doubtful. They're indecisive. They can't make a decision. They don't know what to do about being a man because we can't teach them that. We don't have that knowledge. We have daughters who grow up in a home where they don't see any affection, where there's no man there. They go out into the world and try to mate. They don't have no idea how to be no woman to no man, how to function in a house with a man, because they haven't seen it. Most of our children, just like us, get all the information we have about how you be with a mate off television. It's the only medium that shows us anybody being together. Those rules have not worked for us. The white woman's liberation it doubles from there on out. So already I'm kind of getting like, those vibes of like, if you're not nice to the waitress on your first date, that's just not a good sign, but I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, so we're looking at the menu, trying to decide what's order and considering everything on the order was all around the same price. I make the statement of like, well, I'm just going to order like the craziest thing I can find or like the most exotic thing that I haven't tried before. Um, this restaurant for reference had like a lot of seafood, um, a lot of cuts of meat that I had never seen before. So I was like, I'm going to order the octopus dish. And he goes, are you serious? And I was like, yeah. And he said, well, don't blame me when you don't finish it. Cause you don't like it. And I'm, I think I made a comment of like, where's your sense of adventure? Like, dude, it's all right. I'm not a picky eater. Like it's, it's kind of fine. And at this point I'm thinking like, oh, so not only is he rude, but he's also really not down to earth. Noted. So the waitress comes, takes our order. He orders a steak, medium rare. I order my plate of octopus. She goes away. So then there's that, you know, that point in between where you order your food and you're waiting for your food where you're supposed to converse. <laughs> supposed to is the key word because homeboy did not know how to have a conversation. How it went was I was essentially interviewing him. I would ask him a question and he would answer it and just sit there. <laughs> He would not, he wasn't asking me any questions, guys, like not even questions back to me. For example, I think I said like, oh, so do you have any pets? And he was like, oh yeah, you know, like I, um, I still live with my parents, but we have a wiener dog and a Labrador. Or do you want to just ask me that question back, you know, for the two-way conversation we're supposed to be having here? Like not even asking me that question back. And so at this point, I'm kind of realizing, okay, 
I'm not into this guy. I don't like this guy. Let me test him a little bit. So I decided I was not going to ask him any more questions after like 15 minutes of just me straight up interviewing him like I'm Barbara Walters. So I just stopped asking questions thinking he would kind of take over the conversation and either ask me questions back or just continue to talk. Guys, he just stopped talking. He just stopped talking. And at one point he took out his phone and started scrolling through Instagram. So I'm like, okay, like, I don't know if this guy, his ego is just way too big. What I think I started learning based on just like his preferred topics of conversation was that he is a personal trainer, he was very attractive, that he just kind of expected that to do all the work for him. And I was like, mm, <laughs> no. So the food comes. Um, oh my, guys, my my octopus was so good. I'm, I'm gonna see if I can like look up what the restaurant was and like put a photo here. If I do, it'll look like this. It was so good. Like seriously, in like the top 10 things I've ever eaten. So good. And he just got a regular cut of steak and surprise, surprise, it was overcooked to his liking. So naturally he calls the waitress over very rudely, sends it back. And then we have to wait another 20 minutes for his new steak to be done. Cue another round of us just not even having a conversation or him just talking about only himself and learning nothing about me. Guys, it was literally like, I wasn't even sure if he knew what my name would have been if he didn't have to program it into his phone. Like that's how few questions he asked me. So odd. So he gets his steak back, we finish our food. And then like the part I was dreading happens where like the check comes and it was over a hundred dollars. And guys, like just don't take your, your first date to a place that's gonna be over $100. Like you don't even know if you like the person yet. Why commit to that much money? It was so odd to me. Um, so I let him know, I was like, hey, like I'm really sorry, I only have $40 in cash. Um, let me give that to you, kind of like dot, dot, dot. And he goes, Ugh, wow. Like rolls his eyes so hard, he sees his brain and just like scoffs out loud. And I was like, can I Venmo you the rest? And then he was like, no, it's fine. And I was like, no, like, let me Venmo you the rest. I want to like pay my share. You know, I ordered drinks. We got an appetizer. I ordered like a $35 meal. Let me pay for half of it. And he goes, no, it's fine. And I was like, I think I said like, oh, I had a gift card, I think, or something like that, where I offered to pay for dessert. Um, Cause I had some, I think I had a gift card. Yeah, but I was like, let me buy a dessert to kind of make up for it then. He was like, fine. We're leaving like a knife to my heart. I sneak a peek and he didn't. You know what me, I'ma keep it a hundred. What up though fellas? Back at it again with another video. Cause you know we improving every day. Now this is my fourth time trying to record this video outside, but every time I started about seven minutes in it start thunderstorming. Then it'll stop. And it, once I hit record again, it keep on raining. So this topic must be fire because <laughs> y'all know how the universe works. It's going to test you. So we're going to talk about another age old argument in the manosphere, probably older than cold approach versus choosing signals. The topic of Pookie and Ray Ray versus the educated lane. Pookie and Ray Ray versus the educated lane. Now, 
if you new to these terms, if you have no idea what I just said, if what I said just sounded like some gibberish to you, I'm explain what who Pookie and Ray Ray are and who the educated lame is. So, Pookie and Ray Ray. Pookie and Ray Ray are your dudes in the hood who are 25 years old, sleeping on their mama's or their sister's couch. All they do all day is play their little brother's PlayStation, smoke weed, you know, shooting sevens with the homies. You know what I'm saying? Drinking 40s from the gas station all day. They walk up and down the street with their pants sagging, checker drawers showing, no shirt on. You know what I'm saying? Fitted cat to the back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That kind of dude. Yo, dude who, you know, he might he might not have graduated high school or he barely graduated by the skin his, by the skin of his teeth. He probably missed a lot of days of school skipping to go, you know, make some money. You know, he might have sold drugs or he might have did some other kind of not so legal activities for some bread, you feel me? <laughs> but yeah, y'all get the picture, man. I ain't gonna go hella in depth on it. Now, educated lame. Who is the educated lame? Yo, educated lames, at least from what I understand, if some self-proclaimed un uh self-proclaimed educated lames come across this video and I get the definition wrong, please correct me because I don't want to represent nobody incorrectly. But from what I understand, educated lame, yo dude who in school sat in the front of all the classes. You know, he came to school with his button up to the top of the neck, buttoned up to the neck, you know, glasses, you know, thick, thick prescription glasses, you know what I'm saying? You know, he might be 25 years old now. He done graduated undergrad. You know, he might be in grad school working towards a PhD or he might have got a nice little corporate job fresh out of undergrad, you know, working, probably live on his own. Nice apartment or might even have a house, you know, might have a dog, you know, um, might have a girlfriend who he might have made his fiance or they might be planning on getting married soon. You know what I'm saying? Real square life, safe life, calm life. You know, just chill, you know, chill life. So you probably asking, why is this? a? If you new to the manosphere, you probably asking, why are these two even in the same conversation? Why is this a discussion? Why is this a versus? Why is this some kind of dichotomy? Because you will see tons of videos talking about how. Excuse me, you will see tons of videos on dudes talking about Pookie and Ray Ray is always going to take your woman. Your woman is always going to cheat on you with Pookie and Ray Ray. Pookie and Ray Ray is always going to get your woman's gust watery. Pookie and Ray Ray this to your woman. Pookie and Ray Ray that to your woman. Your woman is going to do this to Pookie and Ray Ray. Your woman going to leave you for Pookie and Ray Ray. All this kind of conversation, right? A lot of, lot of dudes that made videos on it. And You'll see a lot of videos from self-proclaimed educated lames on how black women don't like them. Black women don't like the educated lame black men or they say uh, black women don't like educated black men because they're lame, because they act like white boys, because they talk white, because they're not exciting, they boring, they too safe, they too cool. I mean, not too cool. They too nice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's the other conversation. 
the educate the educated black dudes, some of them, some of them say they can't get black women because black women don't like educated dudes because they consider educated dudes lame. I hear more thunder, bro. If it rain a fifth time, if it rain a fifth time, bro, I'm just keep going and get this over with, bro. So now you understand who Pookie and Ray Ray is, who the educated lame is, why dudes always talk about Pookie and Ray Ray, what the educated lanes be talking about. I'm explaining to you why you don't need to be worried about Pookie and Ray Ray, bro. Despite what videos this dude might make or that dude might make talking about your girl always going to be attracted to Pookie and Ray Ray. I'm going to tell you something, bro. The real, you know, Pookie and Ray Ray. Not every Pookie and Ray Ray is attractive, bro, to women. Not every Pookie and Ray Ray is going to be able to take your girl. Not every Pookie and Ray Ray is going to be out here looking for your kind of chick. If you a high value dude, you a high value man, that means you also like a higher value woman. That woman is not looking at no Pookie and Ray Rays, bro. I'm going to just be honest with you. She not. She not worried about the dude sleeping on his couch, sleeping on his mama couch or on his sister couch. She ain't looking for the dudes who smoking weed all day and drinking 40s all day, shooting sevens with the bros. If you if you a high value man, let's say you start slipping up, you know who your woman going to cheat with. And if she trying to cheat back door, she going to cheat with the plumber. She going to cheat with the maintenance man. She going to cheat with the mailman. She going to cheat with some blue collar dude. If she trying to keep it on the low, not with a Pookie and a Ray Ray. Not with a Pookie and a Ray Ray. You worrying about the wrong dude. You know what I'm saying? So unless you living in the streets, unless you still in the hood, unless you just the only chicks you like and the only chicks you attracted to is hood chicks, the ratchet chicks. You don't need to be worried about Pookie and Ray Ray, bro. Because quite frankly, every Pookie and Ray Ray. Most Pookie and Ray Rays are not going to be capable of taking your girl, bro. The thing they get wrong about Pookie and Ray Ray is that women are not attracted to black women. Well, I'm going to say women in general, but it's mostly talking about black women. But women are not attracted to Pookie and Ray Rays because, oh, they from the hood. Oh, they commit crime. Oh, they, you know, they, they sleeping on their sister couch. They're not attracted to them because they don't have no jobs. They're not attracted to them because they make illegal money. The only reason why women would be attracted to Pookie and Ray Ray is for number one, he look good, right? He might have a decent looking face and he might have a nice body. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure plenty of y'all, including me, have seen girls look at pictures of dudes who might be in prison. You know what I'm saying? Locked up. Might have killed some people. Might have chopped some people up. You know, whatever they did. But he might be big. He might be in a picture on the yard, you know, with his oranges or his blues, with his muscles out, just got off the bench press, you know, in the picture talking about some <laughs> to hitting one of these. And she go, oh, he fine. And you might have been, you know, before you was aware of all this, you sitting there wondering, like, why is she attracted to this dude in jail? He's in prison, bro. He just murdered 18 people and he in prison for three life sentences. Why is she attracted to this dude? <laughs> like, we all had that kind of moment. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it, she was attracted to his body. That That's one reason why. He had them muscles. Every Pookie and Ray Ray ain't muscular. Every Pookie and Ray Ray don't have an attractive body, bro. That's just facts. 
That's reason one. And reason number two is because Pookie and Ray Ray's, not all of them, but a decent amount of the Pookie and Ray Ray's who really grew up in the streets, who really grew up involved in the crime, violence, gangs, or whatever, or maybe they just grew up around a bunch of dudes who were involved in it. They had to become adults earlier on. Not adults as in like, you know, being productive members of society, but adults as in they presence, they behavior. They had to learn how to like act like a man early on. So they exude much more of a masculine presence than a lot of other dudes do. The dude who grew up in the streets worrying about having to get killed every day and having to get robbed and has had been held at gunpoint, has been jumped, has been in hella fights. You know, that dude is going to have a much more powerful masculine presence than the square who grew up safe all his life. You know, I ain't knocking you. I'm just saying that's just a fact, bro. That's just the facts. You know what I'm saying? That's just the facts. Usually, we're not. I'm. I'm never talking in absolutes. Never talking in absolutes. But you know, I say nine times out of ten, that's big facts. So is them the only couple reasons why that she would be attracted to the Pookie and Ray Ray? You know, he grew up in the street, so he got that masculine presence. He knows how to protect himself, so she knows. If, if she's attached to him, he'll probably protect her. Maybe will, maybe not. But she knows he know how to protect. He willing to fight. He willing to poke a dude up if necessary. You know, stuff like that. Protection. He can protect, he masculine, and he might have a nice tight body. That's it, bro. But let's be honest with you. I mean, let's. I'm going to keep it honest with you. <sighs> a lot of pookies, at least nowadays, nowadays, a lot of the pookies, are lame. I'm going to just keep it a thousand with you. How do I know this? Because as I've said in the previous video, I went to school in the biggest high school in Detroit. If you're from the area, you know, Cass Technical High School. That's why I'm, I'm go green till I die. I'm go green because of my high school. But if you know anything about Cass Tech, over 2,500 students, right? So I was familiar with dudes who came from middle-class families who lived out in far-out suburbs who came to Cass because Cass is a good school. I knew suburban, square-educated, lame dudes. And I knew dudes who was in the mud them, and the flies. Them dudes usually got kicked out like freshman year, sophomore year. You know what I'm saying? But I knew them. I got along with them. I knew them dudes who was really in the mud, really in the streets. Who might have been skipping school because they was going to make some bread, if you feel what I'm saying. You know, might have got to school at fifth period because they spent the morning making bread, making cheese. You know what I'm saying? Who had dudes from other schools or from other neighborhoods pulling up to the school trying to fight them, trying to jump them. Like, I was cool with them dudes and I was cool with the square dudes. You feel me? So I knew both. But I also knew a lot of the dudes who was from the hood, but was lame. Dudes you would look at and be like, oh, that's a pookie, that's a Ray Ray. But they was lame. They didn't get no chicks. They didn't pull all the chicks in high school. But they was pookie and Ray Ray. So don't that mean they should have pulled all the chicks? No, not at all. The dudes who got all the chicks were the dudes who looked good. That's all it really boiled down to. I knew some, I knew a couple of square dudes. 
who worked out, had nice bodies, played sports, and they was cool, so they pulled the chicks. And they were square. They was educated. They were studious. And I knew the dudes who was in the mud, who also played sports, who had good-looking bodies. They got the girls, too, for the same reasons. Because let's keep it a thousand. Educated, lame, and flies. Don't nothing about being educated make you lame, bro. Don't you ever accept that from anybody. If somebody say being educated make you lame, I, I ask you to check where they are in life. Because, you know, I ain't want to toot my own horn, but I'm going to toot my own horn real quick. I graduated high school with a 4.2 GPA, 1220 on my SAT. I'm a junior at the University of Michigan, Ann Arbor. Go Blue, number one public university in the nation. Studying kinesiology with a 3.2 GPA. I'm very well educated for my age. I'm 20 years old. I'm educated for my age. I ain't no lame though. Being educated don't make you lame. Being lame is what make you lame, bro. So if you lame, oh yeah, best believe you ain't about to be getting the chicks you want. Yeah, you might be able to pull some square chicks. But that's the conflict. A lot of the educated lames don't want the square chicks. They tired of that. That's why they started this argument in the first place. You know, I argue this with anybody. Respectfully. Don't come at me with no disrespectful tip. But I argue this with anybody who have a respectful rebuttal to this, bro. The reason that this whole conversation started is because a lot of the self-proclaimed educated lames want the chicks who go to the Pookie and Ray Rays. Let's just be real. But let's let's keep it a hundred, bro. Because why else would you be so pressed on Pookie and Ray Ray if you didn't want the girls who Pookie and Ray Ray mess with? Answer that for me. I ain't never been concerned about no Pookie and Ray Ray because I ain't concerned about no chicks that mess with Pookie and Ray Ray. They make the kind of chicks I mess with, and I mess with I'm I. I have a hard, firm, strong preference for black women. So, yeah, you can't be like, oh, he said he don't mess with girls who miss Pookie Rare. He must mess with only white girls or Asian. Nah. I mess with 80 to 90% black women. And the, the vast majority of the chicks I mess with, I argue to say none of them, but they ain't, they ain't going for no Pookie and Ray Ray. So, I ain't never been concerned with what girls Pookie and Ray Ray pulling. I just haven't been, bro. That's why I feel like these educated lames low-key want the girls that mess with Pookie and Ray Ray. Even though they say they won't, they won't admit that. Most of them, openly. But it's like, why else would you be concerned, bro? But, man, that's all I want to talk about today, bro. Don't worry about Pookie and Ray Ray taking your girl unless you messing with some hood shit. Unless you messing with Tookie and Shanae. You don't really need, you don't need to worry about Pookie and Ray Ray if you ain't in that world. If you messing with a chick and you think a Pookie and Ray Ray might take her, you need to reflect on your choice in women. That's up to you, bro. So, that's the topic for the day, man. I'll probably talk about Pookie and Ray Ray in future videos, maybe. Educated lames in future videos, maybe. Just because I like the topic because I've seen both spectrums, both spectrums. You feel me? So, I'm going to end it here, bro. It's long enough.
Don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the channel. Peace. Big word. That's a big word. How many letters that is? Girl. I don't know. That's a lot of words. It got more, 10 more. It got 10 letters. It definitely got more than 10 for sure. But yeah, they be having a superiority complex. They be feeling like since they are who they are, people supposed to bow down to them. People supposed to be happy to be fucking with them. But I mean, to a certain extent, I... I can kind of understand why they feel that way because it's like a lot of these niggas who be athletes and shit, they be getting drafted when they like 18, 19 years old. Mm. You got all of these fucking fans. You got grown ass men walking around with your name on a fucking t-shirt. I'm dead. You know what I mean? Why would you not feel yeah, like you're like a god? I mean, but I get at the that. same time, you know what I mean? You got me fucked up if you try to come at me like that because I don't give a fuck who you are. You still have to date me. But not only that, that's why these niggas be 35 and sitting on Twitter like, I can't find nobody real, yeah. bro. <laughs> These hoes trying to use me, bro. But for what? I mean, for their money. But that's because you're fucking with bitches that are excited to fuck with you. And, and that's what I was going to get to. I feel like a lot of y'all hoes out there, y'all be fucking with these niggas for the possibility mm. of what they could do for you. Mm. Not what they Just for the doing. possibility. Just, mm-hmm. you know, let, you know, he got money. Okay, but is he putting the money in mm-hmm. your purse? Has the money hit your Amen. account? If it has not hit your account yet, your drawers should not be on the floor, sis. I'm saying it. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's a lot of y'all be fucking with these niggas for the possibility uh-huh. Of what <laughs> they can do for you, but he hasn't done nothing yet. <laughs> but you already putting your drawers on the floor, sis. Amen. I'm gonna need you to pick them Ooh. drawers up and pick your stanzas up too, and make sure uh-huh. that these niggas is coming through with concrete evidence Amen. of what they can do for you. Amen. 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 That's Amen. all I got to say. And that's, A word. And that's real. No though. facts. We say that all the fucking time. Because a lot of times Bitches girls be... just want to say. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. fucking with this nigga. I'm fucking with that nigga. Like, okay, sis, but you still living on your best friend couch. And what we always say, it don't matter oh how God, much money a nigga got. It's what he do for you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how much money he got. You could be working, fucking with a nigga that's worth fifty million dollars, but if he not doing shit for you, yeah, I know you getting it, but is you spending it? You, and most of these niggas ain't. They not. Let me tell you, I had one girl that I knew back in Miami. Ooh. Okay, spill tea. She was fucking with this um um uh, football player who loved um cash app and random people. Okay, he he's with. <laughs> oh, do everybody know who it is but me? Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, uh uh-uh. uh. We gotta have a conversation oh, on camera. Okay, so, girl. Okay, girl. You know what I'm talking about? So sus. <laughs> She was drinking all of this. Sis was. Oh! <laughs> I sure do. This is so oh, good. This is so sus. Mm. Was fucking him, right? Mm-hmm. But she was also fucking a football player who hadn't even seen half of the career that Mr. Cash App had. Okay, mm-hmm. Mr. Cash App. Like I like Mr. Cash App. Mm-hmm. So she was fucking Mr. Cash App. Like she would drive like. 45 minutes to his house to fuck. Like, mm-hmm. he stayed all the way. Like, if you stay in South Florida, if you know, like, Sunrise, like, Davie area, like, if you're from Miami and you driving out west or up north, like, it's a drive. Mm-hmm. Sis mm-hmm. would drive all the way up there Mm-mm. and would not ask him for nothing. Like, never ask him for anything, right? I'm like, sis, you dropping the draws, you ain't... This man is cash-apping people on Twitter. Like... You're not ask, you not you not gonna ask like the Bible say ask and you, you shall, shall receive. receive. <laughs> not and the door shall be open unto Look, you. But I'm that not gonna lie. In his defense, Lord. though, I will say this: if I was a nigga like that, 
and I and you ain't asking, I ain't giving it. But we no, always say no. that if you Hold not. On. Okay. Here, here go here go to TT. Oh, Who? I thought that was the T. No, no. She, her car breaks down one day. On the way to get the dick. On the way to get to the dick. Oh, I ain't ready for shit. this. She ain't even asked Mr. Cash App. She gonna ask you? Hell no. That ain't stupid. She She gonna ask the nigga who ain't even seen. The money that a, he is a in. fraction of what. He well, has. it sounds like to me mm. that she's a little slow. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to be slow. I, as I definitely slow. think that she's slow, but I have had conversations like these with girls before, and for whatever reason, some bitches, as crazy as it sounds, the more money that a nigga got, they be scared to ask because they be thinking they gonna lose the nigga, yeah. which is wild as fuck to me. Because trust me, this nigga has money to he spare, money. and I'm not gonna lie, but I talked about this on the past episode. That used to be me. I really Why? did. I used to be just scared. Why? <laughs> And that's not what a high value man is like. I mean, I wouldn't say that. My mom was a housewife for. Man, if you were raised to be a housewife, you was no way you'd have no only have a six month relationship in thirty years. That maybe, but Kevin, you, maybe God no, no, put a man in front of me. No, that's bullshit. That's not. It's not about a man. See how we, see audience. See I, how this works. See how this works. You, your mama was made at twenty two. Mm-hmm. And you looked at your mother, and did you say you wanted to be like your mother, or did you want to be different? In some ways. In some well, ways What's not. the answer? What's the answer? It's, that's the that's a broad answer. Well, which one is it? Some way. 50-50. Really? Well, you should have did the 50-50 that she did got married at 22. I could have if God presented him to me. God ain't got nothing to do with this. That's bullshit. It's I mean, I believe in purpose. God. I don't know. I believe in God, too. And I was raised in the church, baptized in five. We're going to get you my Bible from 1974. I have been over three singles ministries. So I get tired of you women putting this stuff on God. <laughs> Marriage is a natural choice. And this is why I'm, you laughing, but this is why so many black women are by themselves, because y'all just talk and talk and talk, and then your ego and your this and that, and it just goes in one ear and around the other. Just pew, pew, pew. Ma'am, you've had six months relationship history in 30 years. If I presented a man who's the kind of man you said you want, you don't fit what he would need because you have no experience being with the man or cooperating with him. You don't believe on, on the months. job training? Okay. On the job training, you don't believe? Yeah, they're going to go get a younger woman to do it. A woman with better relationship history. Well, I'm 30. I'm not old. Oh, you're old for marriage? I don't think so. Okay. Okay, and, and and understand something. This is what I mean, folks. They don't. You can't say anything. I'm not old for marriage. If you went to a matchmaker, they would tell you you're old for marriage. And at what age does high risk pregnancy start? At 35. Right. So if you met a man today, how who was ready to be married? What's the soonest she'd be married to this man? I honestly have a rule for myself. I wouldn't date anybody over a year. So he he's got to he's got to be ready within a year. If you don't know within a year, my dad told me mm -hmm. when, if a man doesn't know within three when months. When you turn thirty one, I turned thirty one November fifth. Okay, so if he met you today, you'd be married within a year. How long would you want to be married before you start having kids? Right away. So you want to get pregnant on your honeymoon night? I would love to. Right, but see, here's the thing. What are the chances of meeting somebody and being ready to marry that being married in a year when you only have six months of relationship history over your lifetime? Well, that's look, we're talking about we're talking so about what it comes down ultimately what this is what it comes down to. 
This is not Disney. This is not fantasy. This is really practical. Right. You have little to no relationship history, meaning cooperation with the man. A man would be a fool to move that quick on somebody who has no demonstrated relationship history. I mean... That's how men look at this, especially when you come from a mother who was married at 22 and your parents were married for years. You saw the path, but what most people look back and say, you saw your mom and like, well, I love my mom, but she, she got married too early. I want to get out here and do what I want to do. That's usually more the story. And that's the way it's presenting, man. And it's not a judgment, but what I'm saying is ultimately, the men you're talking about, they don't look for women like that. They look for women who are feminine, help me different energy about working with their men serving their family they're wanting to do it early they're not looking for this independent sass kind of thing well everything you just described is me other than the fact that i didn't do it early i'm very submissive i'm very caring very giving what you can totally say that but what does that show you, show totally what does that show in relationships in what does that know. show in relationships what submissive so if you're a submissive and cooperative, what what all men want, and you are a black woman in the South, you're telling me that no black man who has been suitable has come across your path? Because that's what all men want. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe they have, maybe they haven't. You know what I'm saying? Not to me, no, not suitable, I would say. Not as suitable. Why aren't they suitable? I mean, to me, immaturity immaturity you know what i'm saying like yeah i would say immaturity they don't believe one of my my major deal breakers if you don't have the same spiritual beliefs as me a lot of them don't they say they do but they're not acting like actions are not lining up with that you know what i'm saying or i just don't sound speed five four three What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Lex Pete. And it's your girl, Dre and Nicole. And you are tuned in to another episode of Poor Minds. Where a drunk mind speaks sober thoughts. We got a motherfucking guest today. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. We never have people on the we show. We literally never have guests. Really? So no. I'm super excited. I mean, because first of all, I think people need to understand this is not a guest-based part. I don't want to talk nobody but Dre. <laughs> So when we do have guests, we really fuck with them. Yeah, so when we have guests, I was like, okay, we fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? So for the people who don't know Jesse Wu, tell us who, who Jesse Wu is. Because I know who you is, girl. I mean, you know, I'm just, you know what I'm saying, a Haitian bitch. You know what I'm saying? Who trying to make it? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing special, you know, just something I just be out here. Okay. Okay, girl. So what y'all whispering up? Did y'all have a uh, good past week? Yeah, my week was good. Mm-hmm. My week was good. I've been chilling, you know, working. I see the you usual. double seed up today. Stop playing with these hoes. <laughs> Stop playing with these hoes. <laughs> double seed up on them. You are telling And we ain't talking about Camilla. We ain't talking about Camilla. We just had a whole conversation about the crime. The motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm mad all over again. Stupid motherfuckers. Fuck these hoes. But. That lets the, that goes to our conversation that we had the other week. Sometimes side chicks do get promoted. They do. I they mean, do. that's true. But if you want to be technical, she was his bitch kind of are in the picture before he got married. She was married. still a side bitch though. Yeah. 
because she was married. She sis was married, but she wasn't married when they started dating. But then she got married. She did while he was away in the navy doing his thing. She got married. She had she did. kids. He moved on. He had kids. Then she came back in the picture. That's true. Like, mm. If you love something, let it go. And if it comes back, then somehow you know. But and Charles was sick though. He was sick he when was she got sick. married. Oh, yeah, Let's be real here. He was, he was, he was. And that's why Camilla had to do what she did to unsick him. We all know she killed that lady. <gasps> oh, she had to unsick him. She had to unsick him by killing that lady. Bitches ain't shit. Bitches bro. really ain't that's shit. All. We all know Camilla did that. She did. Yeah, she, she did. did. I agree. And now she about to be queen, but she gonna be an ugly ass queen. queen. You, will ne- you will never be Diana, bitch. <gasps> Let you her know. You will know. never be Diana, Period. bitch. Because she was the people princess. She you was. is the people's prostitute, bitch. Ooh, the people poor. I ain't never gonna see it for you, Camilla. Oh. We bring you down, bitch. We cover the Buckingham Palace and we gonna ransack that motherfucker. Period, Pooh. <laughs> not playing with you, Camilla. I want all the smoke, she bitch. Didn't even, she didn't even, even down at Buckingham. I don't even think so. You ain't even belong in Buckingham, period, bro. Pooh. You ain't from Buckingham, bro. Period. <laughs> Diana was up in that bitch, though. She was up she, in that bitch, though. But you ain't never you ain't never finna be the real queen. Poor Camilla, man. Poor Camilla. <laughs> That's why Elizabeth's still alive. Elizabeth dead ass, she dead ass waiting for somebody oh, she, else. That's always a mortal. No, she, she ain't gonna never die. You ain't nothing finna be queen. Like, let's she be like, you ain't about to outlive me, ho. Hell nah. Ain't nobody gonna outlive that bitch. Nah. The day Queen Elizabeth died, just know. Just know. Camilla dying too. Remember I said gonna say, bitch, you coming. You coming with me, bitch, cause you ain't never coming with me. You ain't never finna be the queen of this. Nah, you ain't never okay, okay. Enough about the crown tea. We got to okay, get into okay, these okay. topics. Let's go. We okay, so y'all know we always talk about the BDBs that be in our DMs, the athletes, the rappers, this and that. And I feel like a lot of times there's a really bad side to dating these type men, but we talk about that all the time. Yeah, we do. I was texting this guy who's um, well known. And, you know, we've been texting, shit been a little cold, but he kind of threw me for a loop the other day because he was like, um, I haven't seen you yet. What's up with that? You need to prove to me that you want to talk to me. Mm-hmm. Nigga, you slid in my DMs. I don't ever need to prove to you that I want to talk to you. So I want to talk about dating rappers and athletes or BDBs and them knowing that you still have to court me. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. Because a lot of times these men feel like, and a lot of times a lot of you women... A lot of you girls, I'm going to get on y'all ass too because y'all do so much just to be like, oh my God, I'm fucking drink. <laughs> so let me just go to his house and smoke some hookah and give up the pussy. See? Now you making it hard for a bitch like Dre to get her things. What you got to understand about them type of niggas is they have a superiority complex, a lot of them. They you, be- I love when you use I guess on a date you would hug somebody, but I guess I'm awkward anyway. So I put my hand out like, hey, nice to meet you. And he was like, oh, girl, and, like, went to hug me, and I was like, oh, okay, we doing that. So I hug him, and then we both sit down on opposite sides of the booth. So we're sitting there, and he's like, oh, it's good to see you, you know. Um, glad you gave me your number, you know, pleasantries, when you first sit down on a date. He's doing all of that, and um, I'm like, you know, yeah, it's good to see you, too. I wasn't quite sure if I was attracted to him or anything yet. I was... I don't know. He just looked like a man. Like it wasn't. There wasn't anything special. 
So I was just thinking to, and that is no shade, mind you. Like, I'm not saying that, like, I think I'm just the hottest thing walking. I'm talking attraction here, okay? I didn't, I wasn't immediately drawn to him physically, and we hadn't talked enough for me to have any feelings or anything. So I was just sitting there with this guy. Like, I didn't really know how to feel about the situation. And so the white girls, they're getting up to leave, and they're like, she is so pretty. Make sure she has a good time, you know, that kind of thing. And he's like, oh, I'm going to make sure she has a good time, and hopefully i'll get lucky by the end of the night and he like looks at me and i'm looking at him like i hope that's not what you came on this date to do because that's not happening sir i would have said young man but you're wearing an echo shirt so i know that you're not a young man so sir you and i would i don't know what your definition of getting lucky is but if you think it's intercourse there will be none of that on tonight okay so anyway they leave the waiter comes to get our food orders and when the waiter leaves he's like I'm gonna run to the bathroom and he makes a joke about having to use the bathroom a lot because of his prostate. I'm not gonna explain what a prostate is. I don't know how old y'all are watching or how knowledgeable y'all are of the male and female body but someone who is a young man is not gonna make no joke about his prostate. So here I am on this date like how old is this gentleman that I am with on a date? Now, and you know, black black don't crack. So I couldn't really guess his age. I didn't know how old he was. He didn't look young, young, but he didn't look particularly old. I think if he had on a different outfit, he might have looked younger than what he did. But because he had the Echo shirt on, I knew he was at least over the age of 30. Like I knew that he was like mid-30s. And at the time, I was like 26. 20, yeah, 26. So... I'm sitting here on this date like, what is happening? Prostate, like what is going on? So the, he comes back to the table. Our food is there by the time he comes back. I don't even remember what we talked about because I think I was just very consumed by this joke that he made about his prostate. I'm very like, <laughs> I don't like inappropriate jokes and like sexual innuendo from people that I don't even really know I like like that. Like I just think it's very weird to lead with that. So I was already slightly annoyed and I was eating and then he made a couple more jokes that I can't remember. I think I was just living in a state of trauma after that because I did not know. I did not expect that man to say nothing about his prostate. So we're eating and I ask him, um, so how old are you? And because there's a couple more things that he said that made me think that he might be quite a bit older than I am. So I'm like, how old are you? And he's like, guess. And I'm like, I don't really want to guess. Can you just tell me how old you are? And he was like, just guess how old I am. And I'm like, well, what year were you born? That'll help me guess. And he was like, I'm not telling you. And I'm like, oh. So that's annoying to me too because ain't nobody trying to play no guessing game. But I was like, I don't, it's 39. And he was like, nope. I'm like, okay, so can you tell me now? I guessed. And he was like, no, I can't tell you. You have to figure it out on your own. I have to go to the bathroom. I'm like, you and your prostate, you and your joke. Like, I don't want to guess how old you... So anyway, he goes to the bathroom. I know his first and last name at this point. So I go on Facebook and I look for him. And I'm like looking for his birthday because you know birthdays be on there. And I see what year he was born. Um, He comes back to the table and he's like... And I was like, I know how old you are. And he was like, how'd you find out that quick? And I was like, I looked on your Facebook. You're 43. And he was like, yes, I am. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's what's up. And are those your kids? 
on your um, Facebook because there was like little kids on there. Like little kids. And he was like, no, 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 no. The little kids, I'm like, yeah, there was like a little boy and a little girl. He was like, no, those are my grandkids. Hmm, okay. And one of the major epiphanies I had is that we as women, we, we don't hear, we don't listen. Instead of being so upset and so up in arms about what he said to her and how he talked to her, we should be equally as upset and distraught on what she said and also on what she wasn't saying. You can tell a lot by somebody by what they don't say. If you watched her mannerisms, you would have been able to tell a lot about her. Now, this has nothing to do with what he said. It is on her. And for me to be a woman who is about women empowerment and women supporting women, my job is not to console her and put out messages, queen, you're beautiful, you should, you know, don't listen to him, don't anybody tear you down. No, if I'm really gonna be about empowerment, it's also about accountability and being honest. It is our job as women to hold each other accountable. Yes, it's our job to support and uplift, but we have to be real with each other. We have to be honest. So what I saw in this viral video was an issue with who was saying it as opposed to what was being said. So let's go ahead and go down the list. Um, white woman tells black women what to do. It's, oh my God, Becky, you can't tell me anything, Becky. You're a white woman. Don't be telling the black girls what to do, okay? That's what you tell to the white women. Then if it's a black woman that try to tell you what to do, then you say, you're not loyal and you're a pick me. Okay, and you are over here talking about black men this and black men that. You're a black woman. You're a pick me. So black women can't tell you. Now, if it's a black man, then he can't say because he's a man. And, and whatever he says is bringing you down and, and, and it's cruel. And it's, it's this, that, and the third. So black men can't say it. On top of that, you feel like, well, you know, I birthed you. I birthed you. And I got to go half on the bills with you. When it comes to the black man, it's I birthed you and I got to go half on bills with you. So therefore, you don't get to say nothing. However, you still need to risk your life for me. I think she heard him. She just didn't, she just wanted him to say something different. Right. Which is what most women do in general in life, period. When a man tells us something, we hear something totally different. Right. And she was looking to hear something different. And so at that point, he lost it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't do it anymore. Yeah. Kevin told her that, listen, you don't know these men, you're not associated with them, so you don't know what they want. And I think that's a really um, truthful and hard-hitting statement, particularly for a lot of you ladies out there who are watching content creators here online and you're, and you're just hearing about this hypergamy thing for the first time. You're just hearing about this like high-value man thing, high-earning man thing for the first time. And so, you know, you're listening to this rhetoric, but you don't actually float in these circles. But what I will say is that unless you are around these men, a lot of what you ladies think is, and what's being fed to you is a bunch of fantasy. What do these high value 
And again, I, I hate the word high value in this context because you guys actually mean high earning men. What are these high earning, well off, some quite wealthy men want, right? Well, for a lot of them, they do want, listen, these type of men have a plethora of women to choose from. They have women from around anywhere that they go. And women will willfully throw themselves at a man with money, okay? And if you've never seen it before, honey, let me tell you, I live in Los Angeles, California. Beverly Hills is my stomping ground and I'm from New York City, so I've seen it all the time. These men have access to whomever they want. And if you want a man like that, you've gotta be willing to compete. You've gotta be willing to step up your game to get noticed. Now, that's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of black women because a lot of you feel like you don't need to compete. You don't need to compete with each other. You don't need to compete with yourself. And you certainly don't need to compete with other races of women. But guess what? All races of women are going after those men that you want, regardless to their race, the black men, the white men, the Asian men, the Middle Eastern men, and everything in between. Honey, if you decide that you don't want to compete, you will not be seen. But in all... Hi, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of Staying Pink. I'm Twyla, of course, and make sure you guys are always staying pink. So I'm coming up with a, um, I came up with a funny video, um, just to let everybody know about dating in Atlanta. Of course, you guys, I know, you guys know I am newly single and well, since November and I am experienced in a lot of things. Now I enjoyed the process. The process is very fun. So I'm not complaining. Let's get that straight. But some of the stuff I run across is so funny that, yeah, you guys, it should be a movie, a book, or something like that. So what I'm going to do is start doing series about certain things. Um, like, this is going to be a part two because I have way more to say. Um, when I started my YouTube video some years ago, I did have a video up about what to know uh, five things you should know before moving to Atlanta and they got the most views I've ever had even though I don't get that many views because I just started but it's the most views I've ever had so I figure you guys like to hear me talk shit so that's what I'm going to do okay so let's start with number one okay for some reason Atlanta niggas yeah, and I'm going to say niggas a lot in this video. Sorry. If you don't like me talking shit, don't be on my video. But Atlanta niggas seem to always have their car in the motherfucking shop. Do you hear me? Every Atlanta nigga that does not have a car, instead of them saying, boo-boo, I don't have a car right now and I'm riding Marta, that's what they say. Boo, my car is in the shop. You start dating this person, right? Because you're like, okay, he seems like a cool guy. I might as well just go ahead and date him. And you might pick him up like the first couple of times. Like, well, if I go the first couple of days and go get him and pick him up, maybe his car be at the shop by like our other dates. So if we make it to those dates. But boo, you may have been dating this man for like five dates and his car is still in the motherfucking shop. Trust me, he don't got no car, sis. He ain't got no car. He is on Marta. He has nothing but a Marta card, okay? Which is not bad because I rode Marta and I will still ride Marta today. But all I'm saying is, it's all about what you do and how you do it. And the fact that he chose to lie instead of just saying, sis, I don't have a car, is just hilarious to me, okay? 
If don't nobody know about Atlanta, Atlanta is the land of the scheme and a land, the land of everybody wants to be more than that, then they're not, okay? Every You might see people who stay in Atlanta be like, oh, they live like this gushy life. No, half of their money is being taken away because of the rent, okay? And the lifestyle, okay? Don't get